welcome to the Bored and Bitchy Podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, an LA slash California girl who is currently living in Arizona. And my warning for you is that we drop profanity from time to time, but it's like guaranteed to be sprinkled throughout the episode. So consider yourself warned. And we'll definitely be dropping profanity right from the get because fuck yeah, what a, what a shit show we're in. I mean, we will obviously get to the more messy, the more lighthearted, fun stuff that comes with 90 Day Fiance. But we obviously live in a real world with real issues, very sad things happening. By the time this episode comes out, it'll have been a little more than a week since Russia has invaded the Ukraine and started a war with them. And so, yeah, if you haven't heard that and you're hearing this for the first time, then y'all need to tap into some news. But yeah, no, we're not real news, people. <laughs> Don't rely on us. No, but some really sad, horrible things are happening. Obviously, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people are being displaced from the Ukraine, fleeing out of fear because of what is happening in the country. Others are staying back and fighting for their country. It's it's just a scary time. And even though, you know, we are not a politics podcast or current events, I feel like we've been very connected to the Ukraine's as viewers of Night Day Fiance because so many of the cast members are or, and so many of our prominent cast members have actually been from Ukraine and Russia. And and we've well not we, but like the camera crews have been on the ground in both Russia and Ukraine filming for different uh seasons and different spin-offs of the franchise. Yeah, definitely. So we've had, in terms of Ukrainian cast members, we've had Yara uh, most recently. We've had Natalie, Ala from earlier seasons, uh, Lana, even Maria for the hot two seconds that we got of her. <laughs> That's right. Um, and I actually, this was a new one for me. I didn't know this, but the internet is saying that Alexei, uh, Lauren's husband, while he is from Israel, his family's originally from the Ukraine. So don't quote me that. Mm. I just saw that listed in multiple places. But yeah, so we have a lot of cast members from the Ukraine. And it's been, um, I can imagine, I mean, it's been horrible just for all of us watching what's going on. I can't imagine how scary and terrible it must be for them. Yaro is actually on Fox News doing an interview and just talking about her family still being in the Ukraine and how scary it is and how she, you know, she feels really helpless and horrible. A lot of cast members come have come out to show support, even some of our Russian cast members. So uh, Varya, uh, who we didn't, I mean, we didn't cover on this show because she was connected with, you know, Josh. he who shall not be named. <laughs> yes, exactly. The person who's rightfully in jail at this moment. But um, she's Russian, and she posted that obviously she's fully supporting the Ukrainian people. She's really good friends with Natalie. She actually said that they got into a fight because they were together when the news broke out, and tensions were very high, and they said things, but they've mended the situation. And, you know, she actually, it's been interesting because Natalie's been getting a lot of flack because as of when the last time I checked, she has not addressed the situation. She's continued to post, like, weird selfie videos of herself, like, looking you know, longingly into a camera while playing like Taylor Swift or something in the background and being sexy. I'm not going to judge her on what she's posting. I can't, I'm not, we're not in her mind. I don't know how she's feeling this. Maybe this is her way of coping. But Varya was the one that said, you know, Natalie is really worried, really upset. Her mom is actually mm -hmm. 
from Kiev, lives in Kiev. Mm-hmm. Um, her whole family's there. They have not been able to get out. So just a scary time. And I'll just tell you what two more reactions that are very interesting. Julia is Julia, who is married to Brandon. Mm-hmm. She is Russian, and she also, you know, was saying that she felt horrible, and you know, this is not. She basically was like, "Stop attacking me. This is not Russian. People did not start this war. Right? Putin started this war. Like our president, our leader, not our. You know, most people in Russia don't agree with this war. So she was like showing support Ukrainian people, but then." In kind of like an ill-thought-out post, I know. I know what the intention was. It's, you know, she posted a picture where Brandon is kind of like holding a big American flag and she's holding a big Russian flag. Um, and just like the caption is something like, look, we are from two different countries and we can be friends. Why can't different countries just be friends or whatever, right? But oh. yeah, so I don't. <laughs> she's just coming from a bad place at all I just thought it was ill-fit because it's like basically her holding a giant flag that's like flapping in the wind very proudly and maybe it's a I little guess, tone deaf <laughs> people kind of felt like it wasn't the time to be like Russia never you know like or have the big flag flowing again but, I mean, she had she had to turn off comments because yeah, people sure. were very angry <laughs> but I personally I mean like I don't know maybe there was some other posts but just from that I feel like I get what she was trying to say I get what she, yes, I get what she's trying to do, and I appreciate the sentiment of like you know peace and love, but it's a little tone deaf, especially with the sentiment being countries should get along. In this case, it's it's one way. It's not like Ukraine poked the bear. Ukraine was just chilling. Um, you know, and another person who we didn't mention in that list because they're not an official cast member, but they're connected to a cast member is the surrogate who is yes. carrying. Oh, my God, I'm blanking on their names now. But the, the beekeepers, thank you. Yes. Holding their their unborn child. So it's just it's heartbreaking. You know, when I think about it, like, obviously, I get emotional because I don't I just war sucks. Obviously, nobody should be going through this. Nobody should be displaced from their home. Um, You know, but that's it's I feel bad for those who feel helpless because their families are over there or their, you know, soon to be families are over there. It's just awful. Like, I felt scared and sad just when we we're like you know I'm not that we're not over the pandemic but in the height of like COVID mm-hmm. and I'm like a whole another continent I felt so helpless I can't imagine if my hometown was being like bombed and tanks are rolling in like just awful the scenes that we've been seeing coming out of Ukraine have been horrifying someone though I don't know if he's changed his stance but someone who was not so anti-war sentiment is oh boy. A- yeah, one Russian cast member who is Sasha. I don't know if you remember Sasha. He was the personal trainer. His I'm blanking. On oh his yeah. Um. Oh God, he married the girl from Portland because he, he got her pregnant. Yes, he got her pregnant while she was over there. And then he also um he's the one member. Like the thing I remember the most about his scenes is that like he was kind of like tracking her calories. And oh like god her BMI. yes <laughs> and she had just had a baby <laughs> she was like pregnant and then literally oh. had given her yes so sasha decide he's actually currently living in uh russia with his wife i think it's i forgot the reason why i think it the last thing i read was his family hadn't been able to secure a visa to come and live with them in the u.s so they went to live in russia for the moment so he has two sons there Exactly. So they are in Russia at the moment. 
And he posted, let me see if I can find the direct quote because I don't want to like misquote this. I mean, Your it's terrible phrase, enough. Then miss it. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible enough as it is, but I want people to be like, or him to be like, I didn't exactly say that, you know? Okay. So he said, you have to be a complete idiot if you think that Russia invaded Ukraine without any justified reason. I'm sorry, but I can't read more about how my country is being mixed with dirt. So basically, he's sick of people talking shit about Russia. 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 And I mean, just justifying, I guess, what was going on. Um, yeah. I mean, if it's his platform. If that's his stance, so be it. But like, if he really is tired of people trashing Russia, then like educate them on on you know what he thinks is the reason that russia invaded ukraine instead of being like stop talking shit about my country yeah and also like i i think like even i mean it's not like she's like the most eloquent writer or anything but even larissa <laughs> well yeah i mean larissa the bots are speaking for her at this moment so they are very eloquent writers it's but true. No, like even the various, I mean, the Julia sentiment of like, why can't countries be friends? Or like, you know, this is, don't be mad at me. This isn't, I didn't start the war. Like, even that's true. You know, like I may be Russian, but it's not, I didn't, this isn't because I, I wanted this to happen. But no, instead, Sasha chose violence, or in this case, to condone violence. So yeah, boo Sasha. He's on the, I guess, shutout list now. I mean, maybe all this stress is making his, appetite change his macros are off the man can't think straight i don't know i don't know but yeah not a fan of that if there's not anything else that you have to say then i have some more lighthearted news well i guess the next one sure. is actually not like we're gonna oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> what's where you start with massive shit and then progressively get to lighter that's not a sandwich what is that a upside down pair a funnel Maybe it's a ship funnel. We'll say that. I like that. Until we end up at farts in a jar. Go for it. All right. Well, this one is is confounding, yet interesting, and also what the fuck. So you remember Stephanie, who famously went... Farts in a jar. No. This is the Stephanie that... uh, Beach fleas. Yes. I was going to be doing TLC for beach fleas. Yes. We saw her go to, was it Belize? Mm, No, maybe. Hold on. Panama? She went to Central America. Oh, was it? It wasn't Jamaica. No. Fuck, uh, maybe it was Belize. I think it was Belize. I'm sorry, y'all. But y'all know Stephanie. She was the attractive older woman who insisted on wearing pigtails. (laughs) And clearly had some kind of boozy or we don't know. There was a lot of speculation, but there was a lot of slurring. Her words, her actions didn't always seem to be as clear. And she not went to Central America to meet up with her man during the pandemic. But while she was there, she revealed that she had actually had sex with his cousin before getting there. And then when he got really upset about that, then she just invited the cousin over and finished off her trip. So that's Stephanie. I mean memorable to say the memorable Mm -hmm. don't forget cousin's wife she was also featured on the show oh yeah she was fully supportive yes situation well stephanie knows how to get attention and how to continue having people speculate and be interested in her 
because she has been spotted getting quite cozy with a very, I'm not going to say famous, now infamous former athlete who very famously divided the country with him. Murder trial he was part of in the early 90s. Wow, you're really narrowing it down. I mean, (laughs) if you're missing the guests on this one, you clearly haven't been alive. Read a book, y'all, or you're very young. And, and, if you are, then welcome, because, geez, I love, would love it. We had super young listeners. But yes, Stephanie has been hanging out with O.J. Simpson, y'all. The juice. <laughs> the juice is loose. Um, the juice is actually loose, which is terrifying. Is um, so how? <laughs> how do they meet? And I, are they like a couple? Or are they just hanging out? I don't know. These questions have not been answered. It's just that they've been spotted hanging out. She actually posted a selfie where uh, it's her and OJ hanging out. And she says, uh, hashtag, no, I don't look like her. What? In reference to Nicole. Yes, Nicole. Yes. Brown Simpson. I don't think anybody was thinking that. I don't know <laughs> needed to be called Nicole's out. mother? I don't, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so interesting. people are very confused by that. They want to know what's happening. Some scared for her safety. Others just like, like what the fuck are you doing? It's, it's a mess, let's, y'all. Let's also call out the insensitivity. Like, whether or not you believe OJ, you know, is he guilty or not of what he, I mean, no. he did. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, if the if glove the glove does not fit, fit, you must acquit. It was a lovely rhyme, but it was bullshit. <laughs> It's still insensitive. The woman has, you know, passed away in a very gruesome way. Like, why do you even need to call out? Like, I, I don't look like her. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like you said, I didn't even think about that when I first read that. But who in the right mind is like, is that Nicole? Like, no, we don't. you don't look like her. You're just blonde and a white lady. And like significantly older than the yeah. last time we saw N- like Nicole. Yeah, I don't know. Every blonde white woman looks like Nicole Ronson. Trust me, they don't. So, Oh, mess. oh um, wow. That's I'm, I mean, I'm having like a lot of reaction to it. I just don't know how to express this. Well, let's let's let's, let's follow along on their story like the helicopter news crew followed the white Bronco. Oh, or let's not. I mean, <laughs> don't. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. So let's go into some lighter, possibly good news. Uh. So this is all hearsay. This is a like we heard from a cousin of a friend of someone called so-and-so. But Mm. the Internet is elated because of the possibility. So the rumor online is that Michael, long-suffering, cake-in-the-face, I need to quit my job and own a generator so I can be available. And a backup generator. In a backup generator so I can text Angela at any moment of the day. That, Michael, the rumor is that he is approved for a visa and that he will Shut. be in the U.S. in a mere month. Shut the front door. Like, <laughs> what Are airport is he landing at? Can we be there to greet him? Welcome committee style. I mean, oh. so does that mean the travel ban was lifted on Nigeria? Yeah, I don't know all that. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, mandates and stuff are lifting everywhere, so maybe. So here's the the scoop. This is so many parts. Okay, long story short, JoJo 
Angela's bestie and Angela fell out a few months ago. They had like a very online public, like it was mostly Angela. Angela was really going in on Jojo, really pissed off. I think I remember I announced here that Jojo. I see that. (laughs) Yeah. If you'll remember, I mentioned here that Jojo did like a very a diplomatic, like, she, I've, she's been a great friend, I wish her the best, but didn't really go into the messy details. But the consensus is that Angela was really jealous that Jojo was getting really close to Colt's mom, daddy. Don't ask me why that would piss someone <laughs> off. But, you know, maybe Angela felt like Jojo should only have, be friends with one cast member on 90 Day, and she was trying to get too, to too many storylines. I don't know. The point is that they fell out and Jojo, like, I, how did this go? You remember Aunt Lydia, Michael's Aunt Lydia. Mm-hmm. Michael's Aunt Lydia called Jojo or someone to let them know that Michael's visa has finally been approved. And this person has gone to tell a blogger. If you want the full, like, actual story with all the details and who told who and why, go to greenrant.com. They have a full breakdown of it, but basically they're saying that the rumor is Michael has been approved for a visa. Uh, Lydia is saying that he will be here within a month and that Angela has agreed because the, there's been all these breakup rumors. Angela has agreed to be with him to try to work things out if and when he acts the way he needs to act or, you know, <laughs> in Angela speak, just like, you know, lets her run the show and be abusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she's treating it kind of like a business partnership because they already, you know, filed the paperwork, they're on the show, so why not go through with it? And that makes sense because you know if Michael gets to America, of course TLC is going to want to film them again. It's going to be good. It would be good. Absolutely. Well, not good for Michael, but I mean, no, no. For, for entertainment, yes. As you were, like, painting the whole picture of, you know, these are Angela's terms, I had a flashback to the time that Angela went to go visit the, like, IT store, like, the whole, like, phone <laughs> setup tech store, and asked this guy if he could somehow... Violate laws of pri- violate, privacy? Yeah, <laughs> add spyware to Michael's phone without the phone being there. And the guy was like, well, no, I, I can't do that. Had to explain that it's illegal. And she asked him in front of the camera crew for an international television show, if he would be willing just to do her the favor. And he was like, lady, I, I no, like, I don't know how to tell you. I'm not trying to go to prison for your insecurities. He's like, I know there's been a lot of dumb cast members that incriminate themselves and say things they're not supposed to on an international TV show, but I will not be one of those people. He's like, and on your way out, camera crew, can you just like get good footage of my storefront again, please? So people know they can come and trust me. But don't trust him with invasion of privacy because he is not about that. No. Um. All right. Is the final continuing yet into lighter... Mm-hmm. We are flushed out. It's done. All right. That is the new That's, segment. And now we, we got to rush on these stories because now we're 20 <laughs> minutes in on news. See, sometimes, some weeks it's a drought and you get nothing. And other weeks it's like, sorry, y'all, we don't got time to talk about the show. It's been news, news, news. <laughs> no, those, that was good news. So I really appreciate it. You're right. Let's get right into the stories for this week, starting with Kim and Soja Boy, or should we call her queen of spice village and soldier boy (laughs) well he's the king of africa and she's the queen of spice village Village. so 
If I was Kimberly, I'd be like, I'm going to need a lawyer to look over this because I don't understand if I am with the king of the country, why am I only reigning over this small tourist attraction? Meanwhile, the true queen is the woman who gave the tour because she was able to make a good tourist function out of a farm um, that included a ceremony with crowns made out of leaves and uh, letting us know that spices go great on night food or in preparation for night food. And by night food, she means that. (laughs) Yes, it means that nighttime yammy yam. I love this woman because, like you said, when they said we're going to go visit a spice farm, I was like, what kind of y'all are in Zanzibar and there's no like go to the beach. Like this is the activity you're choosing to do. And then this woman turns uh, just like looking at different spices into this like erotic, you know, journey where she's like, have you ever tried nutmeg on your skin? I'm like, what? No, I haven't. But damn, I might like I. I literally watched that segment. I was like, do I need to open up my spices and like start a weekend with my man? Like she, <laughs> she needs a very like five star excellent review yeah. on TripAdvisor. You could curate like a spice flight, right? Yes. Where you progress into more aromatic spices until you finally get to the yam. <laughs> but you know what? So even before that, we had closed off last week with like, Kim getting the yam, then getting the title, and we open up this week with like the morning after. And even I gotta give it to the editors, they chose the perfect music. It was very like cloud nine ish music, which is exactly where Kim was. Um, and I, she let us, she let, hold on, she let us know the yam was everything she wanted and more. <laughs> We're like, God damn, like how big is this yam? Like, can the two of you please stop referring to Usman's size? <laughs> At this point, I feel like we need a dick pic or something because we, as she's really hyping it up. Usman's really hyping it up. I mean, to jump forward and we'll come back, back to the spice world when she <laughs> he was trying to show us through fruits and root vegetables or whatever. The cassava root. <laughs> yes, he's like, let me give them an idea. Show them a, a cassava root, and that she'll show them the size. And the guy comes out with like the thinnest carrot looking root and he was like no 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 I don't know this cassava here but this is not representative of me (laughs) he actually said representative of my country in Nigeria we grow the cassava root to be very big (laughs) I mean in moving forward I'm gonna start saying like do I want a regular yam for dinner or do I want a Nigerian like a yammy yammy you know because that's a big yam like that's how you know you need to get something large but will your fiance react <laughs> with hunger pang at you describing the yam in that way? Or is he gonna be like, you know what? I think I'm good on dinner. I mean, hopefully he reacts like Queen Kimba and she just high fives me every time I mention the yammy yammy or night food. Well, if we're talking about food, um, Kim let us know that not only did she have the yam, she had seconds, thirds, and fourths. Um, or maybe Uzma let us know that. Yeah, they had sex four times, and it was an awesome, great night. Oh, those were Usman's words. Well, Kimberly seemed to be really excited about the experience as well. And I was like, damn, four times? They were busy. And I hope, you know, there was water bottles. They were hydrated. Some and Luke, I mean, she's not a young woman. Like, you need a little help. I know. I <laughs> Trust me, I had many questions. But then later, Kimberly tells us that she got the yam yam. African style or was it Nigerian style? 
African yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're speaking for a whole continent here. Yeah, and people probably like Michael and other people are like, do not speak. You don't know how I give the yam yam. But anyways, she was saying that that means that there's really not a lot of foreplay or kissing. It just kind of like starts and then it's like very like intense. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, then the four times, of course, you could pack four times in there. If there's no foreplays, not thinking about your satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, then I guess you could get four times the yam yeah you know thank you so much because when she said that I was like that does not sound appealing like you know to reference Ali Wong's recent stand-up like I need an intro like I might need to start with boys to men and then get really into it later and also you referenced Michael I think Michael will tell us that he's very into foreplay whether Angela introduced that to him or not and we've seen the proof we've seen weaves hanging we've seen handcuffs hanging so like there's some play Mm. going on it's not just wham bam thank you yam <laughs> no thank you yam i don't need seconds <laughs> thirds or fourths like unless you're going to incorporate some more like you know warming up appetizer techniques we're just not <laughs> jumping straight into the yam where's exactly. the nutmeg where is the spice flight <laughs> um well, the cloud nine is about to end because Usman's letting us know that he's about to give kim some news he's got a secret and He's just like, I, you know, I don't know how she's going to react because American women react to everything. And I'm thinking, well, that's not a good start, Usman, because <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe we react to everything, but like tiered appropriately. I don't know. I'm American. I don't know. My husband's not cowering in a corner, but like he's about to, Usman's about to tell Kim that the Zara song is about a woman named Zara. And honestly, if Kim hasn't figured that out by now, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, then he's going to like drop another bomb. Shocker. I love you. The original single that we heard was about baby girl Lisa. Like she's going to be like, what? <laughs> I'm getting rid of all 50 of these soldier boy shirts I have. Well, maybe not because then she might actually be out of a wardrobe. <laughs> um, but yes, you know, for the sake of speediness, let's go on to a different bomb. And that is this whole mahogany hiding some shit bomb because... I, I'm starting to think that mahogany, mahogany is like a master online scammer who has led her parents to believe that she's just a mature, got it together, independent 22 year old who can afford a luxury apartment on her own. Yeah, I am so confused by this storyline because I keep jumping back between what you said where I'm like, okay, mahogany, I don't know what her game is, but clearly like she's playing Ben and lying to him. She's lying to her parents. I don't really get what the goal is because she hasn't squeezed that much money out of him and she doesn't seem to be like bombing him with affection to get stuff out of him. So I, it's very weird to me and I don't know what her end game is. The other part of me is like, this girl is being, like these actors are not doing a good job. Like, I don't know if TLC needed to fill some storyline and we're like well this Ellen Johnny thing's not happening can we cast (laughs) some like Latina young Latina woman to play someone named like what's a ridiculous name and someone was looking at the coffee table and he's like mahogany like which in Spanish is it's not pleasant to the ear (laughs) mahogany no mahogany no it's terrible so that's what I'm saying I go back and forth between like 
this is a terrible, acted out, one of the fakest things we've seen on 90 Day, or like, is she a master, you know, con artist? Are we going to see a Netflix documentary in a few years where oh, we find it. out like the mahogany <laughs> mayhem or something where she's yeah. just been swindling people around the world and they all come to her country. And then they're like, I, I was taken to this weird apartment and there was a surfboard. <laughs> and, and then she told me about her enemies. And then I like, gave her money. And there were bots. And <laughs> spicy ceviche that totally fucked up my senses I don't know what was happening there were yeah so there were a couple of things off so like first she's living in this beautiful because I thought it was beautiful luxury Mm two-bedroom apartment and so I'm over here wondering well what the hell did she use that 1k loan quote-unquote loan on um second thing with the apartment I don't know if you noticed but there aren't any pictures or anything decor wise that speaks to personality or it even being her home like, does she hide evidence that she lives there with a boyfriend that's also a scammer? It was no. just, and, and a surfboard that she doesn't use. It's just there for decoration. The surfboard I can maybe see because, you know, you'll see people have like a piano and then nobody plays the piano that's or like true. a bike. And she does live in a coastal town. So I could see that. Yeah. So it could be like, all right, we got a beachy vibe. Like that to me is not as weird. But like you said, there was no personalization in anywhere in that house whatsoever. Mm. Even the bunk beds, I'm like, if your friends are coming over and using those bunk beds, those sheets were like for like children to stay yes. in. It to me gave very like Airbnb vibes where someone just puts minimal mm-hmm. decoration to make it not seem like you're in a completely cold rental place, but not enough so that like people can't just come in and make it their own. Like there was nothing there that said somebody lives there. Mm-hmm. Right. And going along with this whole, like, something's off, Ben's super confused because he's swearing up and down that she told him she lives with her parents. Well, that is clearly not tr- the truth. The parents showed up. She admitted, no, I, I don't live with my parents. You must be confused. He con- She continues to gaslight him when it's revealed by the parents that she's 22. And he's like, well, I thought you were 24. Mahogany is clearly embarrassed at this point. Can't look at her parents and she's like no you must be confused I don't I don't know yeah you must have mixed that up he's telling us that she just he just wished her a happy 24th and she didn't correct them if someone was wishing me a happy birthday and were they were aging me I would be quick to correct them <laughs> yeah I was gonna say if he would have aged her down and they'd be like happy 29th cat you'd be like oh my ah, god thank you girl. <laughs> no corrections there but if someone is adding two three four years you'd be like oh hold up hold up girl the- <laughs> is not my birthday. So I, I mean, I actually believed Ben in that moment because I'm like, okay, he could have gotten confused or maybe he's lying to try to, you know, he try to age her up so he doesn't seem as much of a creep. But no, he he got so flustered that he was like mid-conversation, like, well, I'm gonna head out. The hotel go. <laughs> the way my hotel is set up, I gotta check back in on Kirby. Like I was like, it was so abrupt. He was like, I just I, I gotta remove myself from this Airbnb situation. I don't even think I saw him grab the backpack he came in with. He was probably like, um, Steve, camera guy, can you just go back in there and get it for me, please? I really don't feel comfortable. I think the funniest part of this is that he's starting to feel like something's off right when the parents are knocking. And he's like trying to figure out the math of what's happening while also keeping in mind his quote unquote goal of like winning the parents over so he could win this woman over that he's now starting to not trust. I, I mean, in so all of this is 
makes me think like, yes, I believe that Mahogany is more the liar. If we're like believing this story is real and that Ben is just finding out all these things real time and being confused. That being said, wouldn't your first and biggest red flag be that Mahogany is a completely fucking different person than the woman you've <laughs> supposedly been talking to? That's not even a Facetune edit. That's not even a Rebecca edit. That's that is a different fucking. That's a bot. That's an AI. <laughs> that is not the same person. That would be your first thing to be like. This woman has been dishonest, but no, you're fixated on two years. <laughs> I wish that he would have shown up wearing a shirt with a screen print of one of her <laughs> edited photos the way that yes. what's his face did with Rebecca. Yes. Oh my God. Quickly on that. Yes. I don't know if you caught this. We didn't call this out, but last episode when she showed up to the restaurant, who knows how many hours late, she's like, Oh my God, you're real. And then goes in to embrace him. But as he's kind of like leaning back to get a good look at her, she kept holding on to him, kind of like, if I just hold him long enough, he won't take a good enough look at my face. And then by then he'll be too awkward to call me out for not being the woman in the photos that I sent him. If she was smart, she would have planned on getting there late, but called ahead to the restaurant and be like, tell him I send my apologies. I'm running late. I've gotten him this bottle of tequila that he can start on. And so then by the time she would have gotten there, he would have been like too buzzed and don't even like mahogany. You are just a vision. Exactly how I pictured you. I need you to like flash the brightest light you have, like a floodlight on my skin. So I look three shades whiter than I really am. Cause that's what I look like in my photos. Oh, that's good crazy. Lord. Last thing I will call out is just that um, Ben, who is a quote unquote old man model, um, has a makeup artist. So I guess he just like has one on call, even if he's not actually modeling. I took that as like when he was on set, his okay. MUA gave him tips. But I, I mean, it was a choice to not even say my makeup artist, but say my <laughs> MUA. Like, OK, because we just all have MUA. It's like, oh, I think he know. said my moi. <laughs> Well, that's even worse. But he said a lot of dumb shit this episode because he said that he was boggled by like two years, which I'm like, it's not like you thought she was 30. And it turns out she's 22, Ben. Like, it's I know. Really not You're that still old. a cradle robber, my dude. <laughs> but then he also made the asinine comment to say, well, I'm American. So the spiciest thing I eat is ketchup. Oh, God. Who's ketchup is spicy? Ketchup is actually really sweet, so I don't know. Couldn't he have, he have said mustard or something? I know, like some Dijon or something. And even then, like, uh, Flaming Hots are, like, one of the highest-selling snacks in America. So people are mm -hmm. eating spicier than ketchup, sir. Speak for mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. And I also don't remember Peruvian ceviche being spicy at all. But, I mean, whatever. Anyway. This is a man who thinks ketchup is spicy, so... Well, him and his ketchup can stay in bliss forever. Jasmine, Gino, and Jasmine's electric toothbrush are back together in bliss. All is forgiven, despite the fact that the toothbrush got thrown out into the cold and half nudes of Jasmine were sent out. And because they want to get away from the, the horrible energy of the island, they are packing up, leaving early, and headed to Jasmine's hometown. Oh, with the islands, the problem. Yeah, the the, yeah. the vibes and the energy in that beautiful island is the issue. It's not that fucking Gino's a creep and an idiot. And someone who decided to hold on to a, a <laughs> fingernail of hers to remember her by in case she never came back. I saw that and I'm sure Paul was watching that. And it was like, oh, try boy. again. 
this is this that to me seems so fake like he was trying to be weird on purpose for the camera i'm not buying it for a second you didn't oh i'm buying it. it i think he's weird <laughs> oh well still i was like it did not feel authentic to me and i'm like paul holding on to the bits of his mother's hair that felt real and that oh, was genuinely yeah. scary <laughs> this and then later uh, yeah he, got he didn't hair even from have the toenail no, so, okay, so, I don't know if you noticed, but when Jasmine arrived at the island, like, I don't know, two episodes ago or something, she was wearing, like, the French nail press-on tips, and then they were gone, and for some reason, I noticed it because the producers decided to zoom in on her hand during the last episode, like, showing that she had gone from these super long press-on tips to nothing, and I thought it was kind of weird, like, all right, zoom in on it. I'm guessing it was one of those press-on tips that Gino found and decided to tuck away. See, that makes it a lot less creepy, too, because for some reason, when I heard a nail clipping, like, I imagined nail clipping when he she, he said nail, yeah. and then yeah. for some reason, I imagined a toenail. So I was like, oh, oh Gino. Yeah. Evie. <laughs> he really had to take it there. <laughs> That's where my mind goes. I was like, why is this man holding on to this? But then again, I was like, I don't buy it. You don't even have it to show me. Show us the hair. Show us the toenail. We don't believe it. I'm also confused quickly on this. If Jasmine was so enraged with Gino, why she decided to hold on to a shirt of his to remember him by? And she said it in a loving way. And I'm thinking she's about to be over here talking about who can I find to do some black magic on this shit? Mm. <laughs> you, I think you actually figured out why she kept the shirt. Because I was like, I'm not <laughs> believing that she's holding on to a shirt after the shit he did. But yeah, that makes actually more sense. I mean, I don't know if Panamanians believe in that. I'm just throwing that out. But so anyway, they are on the way to her hometown. And now there's they went from this like luxury, exclusive PJ access only island to now staying at this gorgeous hotel with an amazing view on Gino's unemployed dime. <laughs> and not only that, he's uh, paying for this trip and he's also serving as the bellhop because Jasmine was like, I'll catch you upstairs. Make sure to bring these bags up. OK, bye. Well, and he had to help because one of the bags had like a broken handle and the, the concierge is like, sir, maybe you should scale down on the hotel and then use the rest of that money to buy yourself some decent luggage. <laughs> but it looked absolutely beautiful where they were at. And, you know, while I'm still like confused and annoyed that they're back together because these two people should not be together. And But I was still at this point like team Jasmine because I'm, she might be over it, but I'm not over what he did with the pictures. Mm-mm. Then Jasmine quickly reminds us again that she is trash because they get to the room and she says, well, you know, I'm tired. So he's like, oh, you should take a nap. And she's like, well, mm-hmm. what are you going to be doing? He said, well, maybe I'll go out and explore. And she's immediately like, well, you know the routine. And he's like, yep, report. And what was it? Um, um, evidence, evidence and reports evidence and report and we see the mm-hmm. flashback to that terrible text of like her sending a little cop picture emoji and being mm-hmm. like report please and I'm like that's not cute that's mm-hmm. actually really abusive to be like having to monitor your partner's every move like oh terrible yeah it reminded us of that the, the only thing that I do think was a positive on Jasmine's behalf is that she chose for her kids to be with their father because she's not ready for Gino to meet them since she's not 100% sure. And I thought that was a really good move on her part to protect her kids from meeting some rando that might not be in their lives. Agree. That is, we always condone that. Don't bring the the kids in. No. Now, what did you think of the engagement ring that Gino bought? Hated it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's not my style. 
<laughs> I mean, like price point aside, because I don't think that like that is important yeah, and mm-hmm. you can buy things for any range of prices. This, it was more this style. It was just like very old school. It's like thick gold band and lots of little inlay. Like, I don't know it to me, it was like a very outdated style. That's not, I mean, like actually like thin gold bands seem to be back with like a single big stone or like two stones or some like statement, but that just seemed really outdated. And I kind of wish he would have saved his money. Jasmine is controlling her like as it is. So I don't think she's one of those girls that would have minded going to the store and picking her own ring out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think she would appreciate that over getting a ring she doesn't like. Really quickly, side note, one of our friends got engaged. And when she did, I don't know if you remember, I might not be able to give it away because obviously we don't say names, but she kept mentioning like the brand like, oh, I'm a such and such girl now. I'm a such like, let's just say it was like um, Zales or whatever. <laughs> I'm a Zales girl now. I'm a Zales girl now. And so my mom, who's in the jewelry business and has been for well over like 30 years, I mentioned this to her and I was like, oh, is this like a really like high-end prestigious brand or something? She's like, no, that's just clever marketing. <laughs> so our friend was over here being like, I got this ring and he definitely saved at least three months, you know, salary. My mom was like, yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with the quality. So to your point, the price point <laughs> is doesn't necessarily mean anything. And y'all, what you just heard is Kat just burning and destroying a long, (laughs) over 20-year friendship. But, you know, this is what we do for y'all. Well, I don't think that friend lends to this podcast. Love her then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last thing I will say is that as Jasmine's prepping Gino for the meeting with the mom, her body language gave it away. Like, she's rocking really fast in that rocking chair. She's clearly nervous. And I'm thinking, what kind of person can make someone like Jasmine nervous? We're in for a treat. And not only what kind of person, but Jasmine has set up this whole world of lies that Gino now has to go along with to impress her mom. So he has to pretend that they didn't meet online. Instead, they met in some kind of university retreat. And I'm like, nothing about (laughs) Gino and Jasmine says university retreat to me like that. But that is the. Well, she is in academia, but I don't see Gino convincing the mama that he's in academia. Yes. No, I know she's in education. I don't see Gino, a man who refuses to take his hat off during a prayer while trying to impress his mother-in-law. He does not scream academia to me. No, no. Um, But someone who does scream, I'm not into this, is Jimena. um, Because she was just like, she didn't even try. Like, she was just very honest. Um, Mike, I don't like you. Uh, what was her exact word? You're weird. <laughs> You're no. weird. This man. Oh, go Can ahead. We, just because I thought this was, I mean, heartbreaking, but also just yes. one of the most classic scenes I've ever seen. Because talk it. about radical, brutal honesty. My God, no one can <sighs> accuse Jimena of pretending. Um, Mike wants to know why they are not, why they haven't been intimate yet. And if they will be having sex during this trip. Jimena's like, mm, no, we won't be. We don't feel like it. He's like, uh, okay, why is that? And the way she set this up, she literally said, it's you. There's something about you. Or maybe it's me. No, it's you. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> you could have left it at like, maybe it's me. Maybe it's my own hang up. But she couldn't help herself. She had to throw up the... No, it's definitely you. You're weird. And I was like, oh, my God. 
Right. Most people stop at, it's not you, it's me. And she was like, it's not you, it's me. No, actually, yeah, it's definitely you. <laughs> it's absolutely you. Let me tell you, let me run down the list of why it is you. Honestly, this is really heartbreaking. I I guess I, I can appreciate her honesty, but I can't give her full credit for honesty because it's very clear she's been using him to for her own gain. But I, I feel bad for Mike. Like, this is the second time that she's been brutally honest. That's been really embarrassing for him. We could see on camera the moment his heart breaks. Yeah, this was horrifying. Like you said, a part of me is like, okay, it's great that she's being honest and not stringing him along. But no, we can't root for her, root for her because she's being honest and in such a cruel way. Like she could find a different way to frame this. But she's still stringing him along because she's still accepting his money. She's still pushing him really hard to pay for her plastic surgery. She just doesn't want him to go visit her and spend time with her. Like, yes, we're in a relationship. Let's text. Continue to send me money. But I don't actually want to interact with you in any way. So she has a right to feel the way she feels about Mike. But just cut him off. Like, stop talking to him and stop trying to make him pay for your boob job. Yeah, it's because she's trying to get like squeeze some more out of him and he's not giving in to the boob job and that's upsetting him. And like I get where Mike's coming from. Like, I don't understand. Why would you rather spend money on a boob job than to get a wedding dress like this is supposed to be for our future? I I mean, I just I, I feel bad for him. And honestly, I felt bad for that boutique owner at that wedding dress store who overheard he meant to say, Adam, not ready to buy a dress, right? But they're sitting down there having this conversation. The, the boutique owner's like, can y'all like leave then if you're not going to buy a dress? Because I got customers who can't come in right now because of the camera crew. Nothing like being in retail and spending 40 minutes helping some chick pick out <laughs> wedding dresses just to then overhear saying like, well, I'm not going to buy anything because what I want is a tummy tuck. So <laughs> give me the money for something else. And by the way, just side note, I was not a fan of that particular dress on Jimena. No, what was weird is what she described actually sounded really beautiful and modern, like, you know, sleeveless, um, minimal sparkle, simple, yeah, yeah, minimal sparkle, long veil, kind of like form fitting, like all of that, actually, like I was picturing kind of like a silky, almost not necessarily mermaid, but, you know, just like. More form Something fitting. more form-fitting than an A-line dress. Yeah, and then we got this, like, A-line dress from, like, I don't know, the 90s or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not what she said. Maybe that's why she's like, you know what, I don't want this dress. I'm kidding. Like, the only other part that I'm I'm confused on or like the what I want to address is that she's over here pushing Mike super hard for this money. But she admitted to us, I think, last episode that she already got the money from a loan shark. So well, why mean, the press? To pay the loan shark back? Uh, maybe to pay back the loan shark. Maybe uh, she has other plans for that money. Maybe she's going to be under anesthesia and she's like, you know what? Throw an ass in. You don't know. <laughs> we don't know what she wants that money for. Yeah. But you know, Brazilian butt lift. You're already taking the fat out of my tummy. Put it in my ass. I'll just, you know, slip over when it's time. Why not? We got to do something with it. Yeah, she's trying to be a model. Um, well, let's move on over to Tunisia where... Hamza and and Memphis, honestly, they're they're riding this roller coaster of will they, won't they? We ended last time with they're not going to get married anytime soon to now maybe they are. And what I will say is that 
it started off kind of shady with what's this big secret that Memphis has to then it ending in a very heartwarming place that I think proves communication is key. Memphis was honest about the situation and it brought them closer together. And he was understanding and supportive. And yeah, that I mean, I wish we would have been able to see exactly how that conversation mm-hmm. went. But maybe it was too private and not for our ears and eyes. But I'm glad they were able to communicate. And I just wish this real talk is how she would approach all of her conversations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so instead of being like, you lie, 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 me hungry. Like what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> the cow says moo. Like, uh, I just wish like, yeah, if this is how she could speak to him all the time and be real mm-hmm. while we obviously, even though they got to a better place of understanding, I'm still with Hamza's. I'm sure we all are still with Hamza's mom. Mm-hmm. Like you do not need to rush into this. Y'all do not need to be getting married anytime soon. Exactly. Especially when Memphis's approach is, you know, Hamza says, I don't trust you. And Memphis is, you need to trust me. Also Memphis. I have a secret, <laughs> by the way, let's talk. Um, what I will say is Memphis's secret was that she had stayed at her ex's house, you know, for four days. And I think in all fairness, explanation or no explanation, that was at the beginning of her relationship with Hamza before things were set. So I yeah. I don't think it should be held against her. The explanation itself was very valid. And I think it calmed Hamza's nerves a bit. But the trailer for next week shows he might still have issues with the ex being in her life. Yeah, and I guess we'll talk about that when we get to that scene. But it seemed like he was understanding because whatever she explained, she and we've heard some of mm-hmm. Memphis's backstory. So we know that she has not had an easy life growing up. So she mm-hmm. probably has dealt and ha- it deals with a lot of different things. And sometimes I can't imagine you do need that support. Sometimes you literally cannot get out of bed or keep moving forward. And her ex-husband slash father of her child is going to be in her life all the time. So I would hope they were in a place where they could be like emotionally supportive. And like you said, it happened when they were first dating. It's not like she did that last week and just hasn't right. told him. The problem was she hadn't revealed it. And she definitely should have wa- shouldn't mm-hmm. have waited till that she's like there in his house when he's second, you know, double like guessing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was about to make a fun of Memphis for using the term skeletons in the pocket, but I can't even finish my (laughs) sentence. So talking about double thinking, second, second. uh, Yeah, hopping, jumping. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. To to the mom's point, because she got involved in the conversation now. It was just a matter of like, well, why didn't you tell Hamza sooner? So hopefully this will be a wake up call to Memphis that they do have a lot more to discuss and that Hamza is right. They should put a break or at least a pause or at least slow it down before rushing into this. Yeah, definitely. Well, much to your delight, we didn't get any Ella and Johnny this week. So let's move right into appreciation ring. Who gets yours? Um, my real appreciation ring is going to go to Hamza's mother, as we were saying, because for the second week in a row, I mean, this whole series, she's really just shown that she can be a voice of reason. She can not agree with her uh, son's choices or even, you know, be that excited about Memphis and still do it in a respectful way. Because even in this episode, when he came back and said, she told me something like it's private, but I forgive her. She was like, okay, so you feel good now about it? And he said, yeah. And she was like, all right. She, You know other people on this show would have been like, what is it that you can't tell me? Or why was she hiding? You know, it's 
Mm -hmm. She was just like, all right, as long as you feel good about it, you've talked about it, it works for me. You got to do what you got to do. So appreciation to her. And then once again, shout out to Spice World tour guy, guide (laughs) extraordinaire, because I don't know how this woman was able to make a full on tour out of a couple of spices growing out of the ground. But I'm interested. Like, I literally need her to share her spice knowledge. How do you make incredible jewelry and headwear out of nothing? She really needs Mm -hmm. to give a workshop to Gino in case he's ever stranded on a deserted island, but he still needs to maintain head coverage over that baldness. He Mm -hmm. really needs to learn how to make one of those crowns. Absolutely. Well, she also gets my appreciation ring. I said the lady giving the spice tour because she was working super hard to make it memorable. And she talked about like when other couples come. So clearly she has an influx of tourists at all time coming to check out the spice farm. Um, The other appreciation ring is to Ben for starting to realize that something is off finally. But I have a feeling he's not going to get that appreciation ring again next week. I feel like you've given him appreciation ring twice throughout the Have season. I? I don't understand how that has been possible, but, you know, we all make our choices. I can't remember giving him another. I mean, I believe you, but I'm trying to imagine what he could have possibly done to have earned my appreciation ring before. I could be wrong, but maybe, maybe I'm making it up. But who knows? I think I just felt bad for him at one point And you were like, I don't understand how. <laughs> like, I can't Empathy? even comprehend compassion for this what man. What is that? <laughs> Anyway, on that note, thanks so much for tuning in all. As always, our ask of you is to give us five stars on the podcast app and a nice review with some positive words. And follow me on Instagram at Bored and Bitchy. That's Bored, letter and Bitchy. And yeah, leave us a review. I'd love to hear what spice you think of when you hear our show, how um, (laughs) how we're spicier than ketchup, but no, really. (laughs) Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Hear you next time. Talk to you next time. Yes. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Both and bitchy. 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 Sorry. (laughs) Bored and bitchy.